It is the 12th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast, and we would like to thank you for listening. My name is Tim Hayes, and I am in Gainesville, Florida, where I co-own a bicycle shop called Swift Cycle, swift-cycle.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Super Rookie. I'm joined by Matt, the little guy, Alan, a bicycle messenger in Minneapolis. Matt can be reached at the little guy, Matt, on Twitter. And finally, Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts, where he works in the industry and can be found at Spencer Howe, H-A-U-G-H. On this week's podcast, we will discuss the best and worst in cycling for the week of Monday, June 9th. Visit our website, theslowridepodcast.com, for all your links. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Bonus points if you leave a review. Makes us look good. Gentlemen, welcome to yes. another episode. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, the weather is nice down here in Florida. How is it in Minnesota, Matt? Oh, it's kind of perfect. It was like 70 and, and lovely today. It was, it was nice. So big news in Minnesota upcoming is the Nature Va- I'm sorry, no longer the Nature Valley Grand Prix. It is now the North Star Grand Prix, um, one of the biggest cycling events in the United States. Are you getting ready for that? Are you going to do any racing during it? Um, I don't, I don't think I'll be able to, I'm not doing the Menominee and, and I, I might, I guess I might, if I get crazy, do the Stillwater amateur crit thing, but, um, probably not. I'll probably just do some watching. Right on. Cheering. And Spencer, you, uh, in Boston this past weekend, it looks like you did the Rafa ride, did some gravel grinding. How was it? Uh, it was the Pioneer ride. It was put on by Ride Studio Cafe, uh, here outside of town. It was pretty good. There was a... An amazing amount of people there, actually. They had, uh, I think, three or four groups doing the 111-mile ride, and uh, another three groups, I think, doing the 111-kilometer ride. Oh, wow. Um, How many were in your – what group were you in? Were you in, like, the A, B, or C, or did they divide it up that way or just kind of random? Pretty much, yeah. I did the fast group in the shorter ride. (laughs) Okay. So uh, we started with about 22 in our group, and – we ended up getting some flats and stuff, and uh, the slower group behind caught up to us, and then we kind of merged and then unmerged again. And when we unmerged, we had about 11 people. So I don't know if there was some self-selection going on there or what. But uh, So you were in the we, winning uh, break. Yeah, so then we took off, and, and yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was a beautiful day. It was, oh, uh, it was a cool event. They did it right. Well, I got to do a nice uh, team ride. I'm back, gentlemen. I won a, I won a town line sprint. The other day on the big oh, yeah, local yeah. ride, I, I'm <clears throat> I'm feeling good for there, my visit to Boston. Is there photographic evidence of this? Uh, no. Um, is the finish line camera? I do want, <laughs> I do want yeah. to circle back. I want to circle back to last week. We we got some wonderful email to the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com account, and um, the first thing is got a little more inside information on former Minneapolis Mayor R. T. Rybeck, who was the mayor of Minneapolis for when they won the best bicycling city in america award and and little guy last week found out that he had a pro flex mountain bike and we got further information that he also runs a sora road bike with a triple crank and uh things are not looking good on rt's bikes and we definitely need to get an upgrade for gentlemen that's so into bikes yeah so i don't know you know just a little follow-up and then also, the, uh, the last event I saw RT at in person uh, was bicycle related. Do you know what it was? Do you have any guess? Super Bowl. No, little guy. Do you have a guess? Uh, no, I don't. Open streets. Probably. It was 
close. It was held in conjunction with Open Streets. Oh, it was the uh, it was the Brompton National Championship, the folding bike national championships. Ah, and race. how did he do? Uh, he was like the starter, so he didn't race. But ah, okay, because they didn't make epic. a ProFlex folding bike. And I watched that thing, and I decided I was going to do it 100% sure. I was going to buy a Brompton and do it the next year, and totally forgot about it. All right on. <laughs> so I got um, – and one other – we got an email from our friend Brian, and I will read it to you. Right. I almost broke my girlfriend's wrist once on a ride. We were riding to Theo Worth to do some mountain biking in Minneapolis. I stopped because there was a turtle crossing the road, and I wanted to help it not get run over. She must not have been paying attention because she came up behind me, grabbed two fistfuls of brakes, and flew over her handlebars. It was a really crappy ride home and an even worse ride drive to the ER. She's still pissed off at me. But the turtle was okay. That's that, what counts. That's Turtles. what counts. Save the turtle, broke the wife's hands. You, Brian, are the best listener of the week on the Slow Ride Podcast. <laughs> All righty. We'll All come right. right back with the best in the week of cycling. I'll be the first ever Asian astronaut blasting off, casting off the ties that bind like a smash guitar. Road a mastodon out Jurassic Park. Chased by a fan in a Tyrannosaur mask. Trampled the traffic out past the spot where the ostrich got all crops for the ocelot. But I couldn't have bought cause they wouldn't have popped the yard just for me to cop for 12. So I had to be up. I'm going gradually up into the galaxy bus until I can't feel me lungs. I passed the family up. I see an enemy we're back the best of the week this is when we get to look at and talk about the best things to happen in cycling this past week two things come to mind right away for me the first one i just want to mention is that there is a new folding bike store in downtown st petersburg only folding bikes bromptons turns dahans it is awesome it is fantastic i wish him nothing but the best i don't know how well it's gonna go long term but michael davis Hats off to you in the two-fold bicycle shop in downtown St. Pete. Um, I guess in the first three weeks of business, he's already sold five Bromptons. Yes. That's good. Brompton's got to be the most expensive of those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they, they start at 1200 And I, I do think he has a niche because downtown St. Pete's got lots of old people. And what do <laughs> old people have? They have money and they have boats. And folding <laughs> bikes are perfect for boats. And the amount of mm. yachts that are in St. Pete, that's – I guess of the five that were sold, three are going on boats. Yeah, I had I no idea you were going to talk about this when I mentioned Brompton earlier, and they're amazing. They're so cool. I don't think I can bring myself to ride one, but I really want to. <laughs> they you can't bring yourself to ride one, but they're I, really cool. Yeah, like I, you go on, you can custom pick your colors and uh, whatever. So, so oh, here's my I question, like, you guys: Do you think? I mean, so I re I'm really intrigued by boutique or really specialized type of stores stores yeah. that are so focused on one thing that they own it and they own yeah. it well and i'm wondering like there can't be that many folding specific bicycle stores in the country yeah probably <clears throat> not and because even calhoun where they hosted the the world folding bike championships also does a lot of recumbents and com commuter bikes yeah but a folding store i mean if you own it and you become known as the folding store I mean, you, there's got to be enough people to buy bikes from you, right? Like, that, that's that got to be one of the hopes. So can I'm, it be successful yeah. in St. Pete? I don't know. But, man, that's pretty awesome. I would I would think, you know, sure. I would 
maybe in St. Pete. I would just think in a place, you know, New York or something, it would have a more likely chance of being successful. But and maybe the, that's just... the store is really well designed. Um, I put a, I'll put a link up for the website on, on slowridepodcast.com. My favorite part is Michael was telling me when I was talking to him this past Saturday that his favorite part at night is folding up all the bikes and putting them back in the little cubbies that he's designed. And, <laughs> and, it's, and he says that when it's downtime, he just practices unfolding the bikes so that when a customer comes in, he can do it right away. So people are like, that looks easy. <laughs> so anyways, but let me yeah. get to my, the actual best of the week for me. Um, <laughs> is, we're, not, we're not there yet? No, that was a, a prelude? That was a prelude. Yeah. This, this one is huge for me because Velo News finally, to me, can break the level of being known as Velo Snooze because they totally buried George Hincappy and his new book today in a review, and it was great. And I want to quote, In the end, this book and his other recent public statements seem to dis- detract from his reputation and legacy. And it's great, and it's absolutely true. Because he writes this book that tries to legitimize his doping as one of these, like, oh, everyone else was doing it, and it's total crap. George Hincapie got a free ride and got to live in the shadows and make millions of dollars, and now he writes a horrible book, and he's finally getting shit on the way he should. So I'm really stoked. Thank you, Vela News, for throwing George finally under the rug after riding his glory for years. Yeah, for years. (laughs) All right, that's great. I mean, yeah, up until like last week. <laughs> I know. I'm sure that they were gonna like write a retraction statement, you know. But anyways, what's your uh, best of the week, little guy? Um, I'm gonna look to the future, and 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 I think that the state fair fair starts tomorrow, um, with you know three weeks of crits, and it's gonna be the best of last week and this week and the next three weeks. It's always <laughs> fun, ninja preems. So, um, so describe the State Fair crit to some of the listeners and what Ninja Creams are. It's a crit at the State Fairgrounds in Minnesota, put on by Cat6. There's always a guitar and some, some loud riffs, and there's Ninja Preems. So if you come across the line first, uh, periodically they'll, they'll noodle on the guitar, and if they noodle when you come across the line first, you win something, usually a growl or a beer, um, which is always nice, but you never know when it's going to happen. So, so, so it's like a sprint every time across every the lap. There could be people sprinting, or yeah. sometimes people are just on the front working for a teammate, and they and they happen to win a growler for that. They just kind of give them out. Um, so it's cool. Th- but that... my favorite part, my favorite part of it is um, that the third place finisher wins like a like five dollars off golden plump chicken or some crap yeah. <laughs> that nobody actually wants, and I think it's hilarious because nobody really wants to be third either. But it's it's extra funny because I really don't want that being vegan, <laughs> and the the best the best result I've ever had in a crit was third, and it was at one of the state fair fairs. So what did I win? <laughs> hey, I finally got on the podium. I might win something. Ah, uh, I won chicken, a discount on chicken. Yeah, that's the best part. Now that crit, and I know Spencer could talk about it, but real quick, category six team, you've probably seen their twin six jerseys that were around for a while. They, yeah. they put this together, and their best thing is they had a guy, when I was doing it, that dressed up as a ninja and would play yeah. the guitar randomly every time you crossed the finish line or whenever he would decide. And if you were going across the line when he played the guitar, you won the ninja preem. And it was great, but it also made a really difficult race for someone that's really bad at crits like me that always just dangles at the back because there's turns. Yeah. And then everyone's sprinting <laughs> into the finish line. But man, they do a great time, and that five dollar coupon 
for golden plump chicken is probably the most hilarious thing ever. It's yeah, it's it's I, I like I, mean, I like kind of gag 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 awards. The scoring it as a series and and giving the overall winner a green jacket at the end oh, is and pretty the good socks. too. Yes. The socks are really good. The leader hosen. I the, almost forgot about the leader hosen. Don't the, they the have to wear there. the socks during the race? Like that's Yeah, if you're the leader from the previous week, you have to wear the the leader hosen. It's and it's just like <laughs> Really warm-looking giant orange socks. So, do you think people that are actually leading, because I know it will never be us, like actually get really pissed off about that? Like, oh, I'm not wearing. This is so stupid. Like they I don't get some the culture that of it. Doesn't, it doesn't fit with the kid, or it's too warm, or whatever. It throws off their their compression socks. I don't yeah. think those socks are technically too tall. In like three years, they'll be the right height. But right now, they're technically too tall. Yeah. Um, so it's you know you don't look you don't look as cool. Ah, right on. Yeah, Twin Six does a good job of making everything fun, so I don't think yeah. anybody's too bent out of shape about it. Yeah, that's a it's a it's a wonderful credit. I wish more states had a group like them that could put something together like that that always brings a smile for just a mundane Tuesday night world championship crit. So uh Spencer, what's your best of the week? Uh my best of the week is bike racing. Euro bike racing, um in particular uh the gorilla. Andre Greipel, uh, he old, won. He won a race. Jaw. Yeah, he won a race, which isn't weird because he wins lots of races because he's a monster he's beast a sprinter. Yeah, but he won a race solo. Whoa! Really? Really? Where? Yeah. Tour Luxembourg. Eh, it doesn't count. Is he, that a bike he won. Race? He won solo. He he was in a breakaway with his teammate Henderson. And Henderson went off the front of the breakaway on the last little circuit and it was this climb to the finish and Greipel bridged up to him <laughs> and and then sprinted so then up the he... hill and won like fifteen seconds in front well, of the pack. So, so a couple it was things... amazing. Like this dude is a this dude is huge. Well and he never ever 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 hits the wind. Well, but here's the thing with Greipel, though. Like, we, we do need to remember is that he was, like, the junior national hill climbing champion in Germany. Like, he, he's known to actually always, be, every yeah. time, Every time there's a hill in a bike race and they see Greipel, whoever's in that team goes, we got to say, say that, we got to say that. Yeah, but, but, but here's the thing with Greipel is that, A, the gorilla is the stupidest nickname ever. You guys, you, great. we've been talking you about his. bananas. Uh, it's, we've been he, talking about. He personifies it, though. No. Like, it's amazing. It's, like, a, it's, it's a, a pretty good nickname. nickname. But yes, no. but he is a I Bond. He's a Bond villain. He looks like Jaws. He's got that square jawline, yep. and he looks like he could just take a piece of steel and crush it with his teeth. See, he should yeah. be Jaws. And he's then, got that. He's got a great nickname. He's uh, much like Bettini, who also looked like a Bond villain and had a great <laughs> nickname. The Cricket? Yeah. Bettini did look like a Bond villain. He looked he like looked the one that would like have suspicious, the... like lurking in the corner, like dun dun like he... dun, dun. Yeah, like like he have villain? the island. No, Bettini. Bettini would have the island, and then he would have hired Greipel. <laughs> he would have hired Greipel to do all the work. Right. Breschel looks like, like the biggest Bond villain. Come on. So maybe we'll do a one good question where we talk about Bond villains in cycling. So yes, mm. Greipel wins exciting European racing. Solo. And we get... Solo. <laughs> what? <laughs> With that. 
We'll be right back with the worst of the week. Cycling for Monday, June 9th. Last week, little guy was concerned about turtles crossing the road in front of him and the disdain riders show the environment. Little guy, what is the worst in the week of cycling for you? Bike maintenance. It's terrible. <laughs> yes, I totally agree because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't either. It's terrible. You know what's the, <laughs> no, the worst part of bike maintenance? Wait, wait, can, wait, can is we... internal cable routing. Uh, I was going to say, like, can Spencer and I try to diagnose what your problem was? And I was going to say something like integrated shifting. I was just going to say maybe the, fine. Maybe the new fine. success rear derailleur finally stopped working? or I don't ha- I've never had a new success rear derailleur. Um, only shifters? I've, only, I've had a series of new success front hubs. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if I had the new success rear derailleur, it'd probably still be working. No, it's it's that... <laughs> I love internal cable routing. It looks so beautiful and it's wonderful. And then you have to replace your cable. And then it's a total pain in the ass usually. Like if the little guide housing yeah. inside moves a little bit, it just it so just turns to this terrible thing. You got a spoke fishing through the hole and Are oh. you having tough time with your Klein? Is that I'm having issue? a trouble with the Klein. Yeah, one of the the brake cable. The derailleur ones are no problem. The one to the rear brake is a as a black hole of my 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 time. So you're getting the mountain bike set up for some racing? Is that what's going on here? I am. I have to replace the cables, which sounds simple enough. The cables for your rear brake? Well, I have to replace the cable for the rear brake. I already replaced you... the derailleur cables. Now I'm on to the rear <laughs> brake. So, so I Spencer... think he's making fun of you there, little guy. So he's... Spencer, how long do you think it will take for a little guy to get some hydraulic disc brakes? Uh... Hydraulic disc brakes are stupid, and everybody knows that. For mountain bikes, though? <laughs> You know what? I have brakes <laughs> on my mountain bike, and they stop me. Why do I, was, I need? I was I was gonna say ten just... years, Tim. I was gonna say ten, but I'm gonna change it to twelve. <laughs> all right, all right. I, when when they just no longer make brake pads. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna get hydraulic disc brakes ever. <laughs> so my favorite thing of the podcast right now is Spencer's cat in the background. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's my roommate's cat. All right. Yeah, that's Birdie. She's she's angry all the all time. Right, well, is well, I'm she gonna tell, to replace I'm, some cables? <laughs> why she's mad? I'm gonna tell Birdie why I'm really mad. So, okay. one of the worst things in cycling, and a lot of times it's not because of um, these people know better. I just get really frustrated when I see people riding their bike on the sidewalk, to the point yeah. that now when I see it, I get angry. And I'm not, like, angry at them. I'm just like, seriously, riding on the sidewalk, there's a bike lane right here. There's a bike path right next to the road. And it's not like they're on the sidewalk, like, in the business district. So I have, like, customers leaving the shop or the people leaving the salon next door, and they're just walking out, like, doo-doo-doo. And then, sure enough, there's a bike going by at, like, 15 miles an hour on the sidewalk. It's ridiculous. What do you you think, Spencer? Are you a sidewalk surfer? No, I, uh... I don't do the sidewalks. I barely even do bike paths. You know what I mean? Like, but that's me. Like, 
I'm uh, I'm pretty comfortable in the in the I... traffic, but uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of new people aren't, and um, I don't know. Yeah, sidewalk is I think more dangerous well, than I... than the street, but people they don't think so because they've been walking on the sidewalk yeah. their whole life. So, hmm. but that's it. That's the worst of the week. All just right. sidewalk surfing. So, so my worst of the week actually ties right into this pretty well. Um, it, it, I saw an article floating around on the internet. Um, we'll put a link to it on our page, but, uh, it, it involves a sidewalk surfing cyclist, uh, crashing and it was hilarious. Um, okay. I got, I got to set it up. Right. So apparently there's this old guy and he was an older guy, you know, 60 something, um, <clears throat> riding his bike down the sidewalk past like a, you know, construction zone or something that was happening. And there was a porta potty next to the sidewalk. And some dude was in there taking a crap, got done, flings open the door, doors the cyclist, Ooh. doors him. So you're riding on the sidewalk and you got doored by a shitter. Wow. <laughs> I did and, I did see this. And, and now you that crash I yourself. Yeah. But not only that, but the guy, the innocent guy who was just enjoying his dump got knocked <laughs> back into the into the shitter and like injured himself somehow. Like he you know, he was the one of the two that had some injuries. So I uh that I don't know which person it would be worse to be in that situation, actually. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one would be worse. Like, the embarrassment of getting caught on video of riding on the sidewalk and getting knocked off your bike by a shitter door, or being the guy that gets thrown back into the shitter. Yeah. Because, like, and it depends on, like, the quality of the shitter, right? Because, like, when you get to a race early in the morning or you get to a festival oh. early and you get that this nice, is... like, blue material that like, is ah, the one perk that's like of being the... a beginner like being a cap yes. five or cap four is you got to get to the race so damn early in the morning that nobody's been in the shitter yet it's amazing <laughs> oh, the super ricky plan we got to get there yes. super early super early so i can take the first dump of the day <laughs> yeah don't ride on the sidewalk that wouldn't have been a problem yeah that's true <laughs> We'll be right back with the one good question for the music site. Yes, it's a mutual thing, because it's the roots of all things, and we ain't to be the venomous, instrumental, a syllable mystic man traveler. Skipping through the bricks on a Wednesday into a city plaza. Trying to make a 20 out of 15 pennies on the app. In a cold-hearted world, creeping on my destiny like salamanders. Enchant, cooking on that goose, and I'll be the gander. Cleaning out the digestive track of hip-hop like cranberries. Shining like amber, all of the children told me, damn, you're a answer to our ears, and deadly threat to pills like cancer. On prancer, on comet, on Q. I'm Santa, got more flow than flow, yo, I laugh, ho, 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 got Jojo Dancer punchlines. I'm a one-time canceler and a one-time champion for a hundred lifetimes in the hereafter and your reincarnation transform. What the heck I come back for? Got a hand of chores now. We're back with one good question this week. What's the biggest barrier to getting new people in? My example is that just today, a, a woman came in that's interested in doing triathlons into the shop, and she wanted to get a new road bike, and... You know, the, the entry-level Claris-type road bike, eight speeds, integrated shifting, you're looking at about $690 um, bike, and, and that was above the price range. You know, that was definitely pushing it, her budget. And yeah. right away, I could see kind of that consternation on her face. Like, she really wants to do it because she's having fun. She's on a hybrid, and now she has to kind of go a little bit above her budget to get 
the spike to get involved. And I'm like, you know, that's that's definitely true. But then I also think that a triathlon that she's planning on doing is $125 for an entry fee. Um, Spencer, what's like your, how would you paraphrase, like what's the biggest barrier that you found to cycling? And maybe speak a little bit about the conversation you were having on Twitter. Well, I don't know what the biggest barrier is. I mean, the, the expense is huge, obviously. Like, if you're going to try and compare the sport of cycling to anything else, you know, like, that people could get into for recreation and, and for competition, like running or something, like, you just have to buy a pair of shoes to, to, to be a runner, you know? Like, you need the right to be a cyclist, probably. yeah, you got to... <laughs> You gotta buy a bike. You gotta buy, you know, a kid. You gotta buy a nipple helmet. Tape. You gotta buy a nipple tape. <laughs> God. What about the belt? Like the running belt, so you can have your hammer. Yeah, job. Well, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, Spencer, like, you didn't think this through at all. <laughs> you need all the equivalents on a bike as well. So yeah, I you know, need your I bottle know. cages. You need your your pump and your, you know, your multi tools and all this crap, right? So, and it's all pretty necessary. It's not. I mean. I don't know. So it's it's tough because how do you encourage somebody, you know, to to spend several thousand dollars like on a sport that you they're they're not totally sure they'll like. Like we need more acceptance of crappy mm-hmm. equipment. You know what I mean? Like yes. And if people show up like Cat Five races, dudes are racing carbon wheels and all kinds yes. of junk, and it's more power to them if they got the money to spend on it and that's what they want that's great and I'm happy they're racing but at the same time that's super intimidating to somebody who doesn't have that stuff and I don't I don't know if that's okay and I was thinking about this because on the local fast guy ride this past Thursday one of the people that was on the ride he was on platform pedals sneakers he had a Nalgene bottle in his one bottle cage on the down tube and I immediately was thinking like what a Fred you know, like I was biased enough because of the culture of just like, this dude's a joker. I don't want to get behind him. He's going to get dropped. But then at the end of like the first major sprint, he was still there doing a fantastic job. And I was like, I found myself saying like, you know what? Like, why was I even like that dude's having a ton of fun and he's probably already intimidated by all these guys that have carbon wheels on the local group ride anyway. You know, this dude needs like almost a high five. Like, thanks for coming out. That's really awesome. And, you know, just like, thanks for just being another dude on the ride. Mm-hmm. And that type of thing's better. And, th- you know, this goes into, like, that whole rules thing that we talked about before, the book, the rules. It's total garbage. The only rule that matters is you put the eyeglasses outside of the helmet straps, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sven Nies is really trying to change that rule. <laughs> Every single yeah. time he's got the straps over his glasses. Well, what do you expect from a world champion? He uh, can do what he wants. He's got look- the stripes. So, hello, guy. What do you what do you think about all this? What what's the biggest barrier for you? You of all people with your Klein mountain bike that don't doesn't want to get hydraulic disc brakes. Like, what's the biggest barrier? Oh, I agree. It's it's expensive bikes. You don't you don't need an expensive bike. You can race on anything. Um, I still get comments. People people. I've had the same road bike for. I mean, I I put it up for a couple years, but I've had it for basically ten years. Just come and go on, and and I still have people like asking me about it. Like it's. Oh, how are you gonna race on that? It's like I've, I've I've had it for years. I'm still gonna get dropped in the same place. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But uh, no, I think I think the hidden PDF race flyers are the biggest thing. Nobody knows where the races even are. So that's true. 
We are a clandestine culture of bike racers. It's secret, you know. I guess some some parts of racing aren't secret. Alley cats usually aren't as secret, even as like state championship road races are hidden, hidden somewhere on a website and a downloadable PDF, and you gotta yeah. search it out, and it's got a different name, and it's it's you well, know the cat five started. The other thing with with alley cats and and these you know the whatever whether or not they're sanctioned or not you know the stupor bowl or the wolf pack hustle or all these different races that are getting tons of people they're right in town you know what i mean like That's if you're going true. to try to go to a road race you're gonna drive for two hours you know what i mean yeah like yeah that's that's intimidating too like so now i need a thousand dollar bike and i need a car to get to the race <laughs> yeah. like that's starting to add up, you know. Like I, I wouldn't have been able to do road races when we started racing if uh, old Super Rookie didn't have that sweet Saturn rack wagon. Oh man, it's that's true. Been, you know that Saturn wagon. You know the only reason I bought that Saturn wagon was because of the Saturn team, Tim Johnson and and all those oh, guys. the marketing Christian. worked. The marketing totally worked, and we drove that all over North America to different events. You know the biggest complaint that I hear from a lot of people is. Well, a triathlon costs $100 more, so you shouldn't be complaining about this $40 crit that you're about to go do. And then, oh, you need a chip that you need to rent, so that's going to be $10. Yes. And then, oh, you Chips are the double. Your your license expired, so you need a one day or, you know, and like all this money starts adding up. So if you're that entry level person, and case in point, category 5 criteriums in Florida, last flyer I saw it was $30 for a category 5 criterium that was 30 minutes long. And then you figure someone that might not have a one-day license, which is $15, that's $45 for 30 minutes of racing. Oh, that's and, totally worth it. Like, that is just not a good deal. We no, threw that's a, terrible. Like, 20 to $25, I understand, because I know it's tough to break even putting on an event. Like, I get it. But uh, as soon as your things are going over $30, $35, that's way too much money. Like, it's just not even just, worth it. Let's go do a well, group yeah. ride and, and and sprint for pizza. Yeah, it's that's totally not worth it. It's barely worth it being a crappy cat too to show up to these races. <laughs> well, that's why Spencer downgraded. <laughs> it's true. You know what's funny is I downgraded like two years ago from a two to a three, just because I hadn't been riding, and then I renewed my license the next year and it said two again, and I didn't do anything. Really? So. I, I got re-upgraded somehow. See, that that may be another barrier that needs to be talked about is that USA Cycling, with the technology that they have where all the race results are automatically kept online, how do they still not automatically upgrade some of these sandbaggers that are That's Category true. 3s? There was a guy in Florida here that was a Category 3, and he had, he had something like 68 points. Like, he had won three races, a bunch of top fives. He had a fifth place in a 1-2-3 road race. And way, way ahead, like, the dude was legit, but he was still a Cat 3. And it's like, how do you – you have all the results online. Yeah. You go to yeah. cyclecrossresults.com or um, road results where uh, our friend Colin Reuter from Boston has that whole page that's through Bike Reg. He has the sandbag detector thing. And it's like, yeah, this person needs to be an upgrade because this – like, you can put it in the matrix. I can't believe that the technology – we're still relying on some old or – not involved as much cycling official that you know just can't have his hand on or her hand on the pulse of every single racer to go like oh 
that category four has won a bunch of races. He is now a three, or she is now a two, and shouldn't be in that field. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I I totally agree. There's uh there's been some pretty classic sandbaggers around uh, Twin Cities parts. Oh it's, well, it's frustrating, especially when you're just legitimately, you know, a three, and you're like, wow, it's kind of annoying that the same guy has won every race this year. Oh, and the worst. Like three the worst are the category five sandbaggers that do one race every year and then they yeah. come out and they do a four or five crit like northfield crit they'll win it and then they go back into retirement because they don't pull out a license so they have like a one day <laughs> and you're like no you are not a cat five like the, like it's just not even fun fair and then you get the sandbagging one twos that don't even accept that that's sandbagging they're like oh well he needs to learn how to win a race it's like no it's they, they're clearly a category one two. They need to move up. It's just the, not worth it. The sandbag enabling category yes. twos. There yeah. are a ton of sandbagging enabling category one twos, and these hmm. are the people that already expect a big time sponsorship anyway. And you're like, oh, no, you're a sandbagger. Like I, I mean, you might have just touched on the biggest barrier to cycling, which would be My the gracious. entitlement. The entitlement that all, everyone has. It just ruins it for everyone. You know. Yeah. Like, everyone expects the world. I've been bike racing for 10 years. I've been bike racing for five years. Oh, blah, blah. Give me free stuff. Which then makes the race costs go up, which then makes everything yeah. go up. And it's I wouldn't bummer. show up it's if I attitude. didn't win things. It's just that, I don't know, this idea that amateur bike racers need cash is totally asinine. And that will be a whole other subject that we can talk about some other time. Yeah. And so I stay agree. tuned to the slow ride podcast in the future where we discuss all that is wrong with amateur bike racing and all that is great <laughs> with bicycling as a whole thanks for Chips. listening to the 12th edition of the slow ride podcast we'll be back next week we go bobsled off the himalayas with a bottle of bob shoe bob blended with babies and a big old box of the latest compilations and we won't stop till we hit the appalachians through the bullets bargain basement then cross the baltic ocean basin and right cross that oakland bay bridge a drop deposit in the tropic gaming making cakes that taste like tech written bacon eggs potatoes raisins plantains m&m's peanuts grape juice i'm saving my paychecks to get my plate fixed why's that we gonna fly all night stop the propellers and jump out of the side with umbrellas and let's make them on back to caterpillars that take us to the top of Himalayas. It's such a beautiful thing, this musical thing. When I can do it my way, ain't shooting no blanks. I just repeat what you think, a quite unusual thing. Yes, it's a mutual thing, cause it's the roots of all things, and we ain't. A lot of people follow saddle fellows hollering, indeed I'm about to lead them all about up on the bottom of the beat and plan a seed of thought that's right and rock the balance like a teeter totter, see the light of freedom, about to feed a bound to beat the drama. Now he began to disarse to the nurse, the passengers, and grab these shirts, and nothing happened to shirt the captain and the person, but the pressure had expanded and inertia burst the cabin personnel and burgers, blankets, rations, animals, and trainers. They lead a lot to being climb up on the wall like Peter Parker, meet a author, greet a darker region, spark a season of the deeds about the reasons for the grieving, now proceed to outer reaches, how they beat the south of seeping out of me. They flew out, the fuse alive, jet blew it down, it's new or down, the attitude, we're doing it down, into the ground, a few a thought, a suicide, a few a drive, but junior tied, the parachute, onto a slide, and took it out, now who's alive? Uh, it's such a beautiful thing, this musical thing, when I can do it my way, ain't shooting no blanks, I just repeat what you think, a quite unusual thing, yes it's a mutual thing, cause it's the roots of all things, and we ain't.